Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role joy plays in our own journey. Welcome to episode 146. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, you guys are so excited to be doing a solo cast where I'm going to talk about eight great reasons to start a podcast. I love talking about this topic so much because I feel like podcasts are such an amazing way to grow your service-based business. If you're a coach, if you work in the healing arts, if you're a doctor, if you have a blog, it's an amazing opportunity to put your voice out there in a new and different way and to really up that know, like, and trust factor with other people who are potentially your clients. It is such a great medium, and so I can't wait to share these eight great reasons with you and a lot more behind the scenes this week. First, before we get to this, to that part of the show, I want to say welcome. I'm so glad you're here. It's such a treat to be able to podcast each week, and I am deeply grateful that you guys join me for each and every show. If you are curious about the show itself, you can find the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com, and there are 145 other episodes out there. Lots of great interviews, a lot of great solo casts. If you like that format, you can go to the site and you can click on those categories. Also, I publish show notes for absolutely every episode that's on the website. This one will be jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash eight reasons. And so you can check them out there. And then this episode is being brought to you by my very popular and much beloved Jumpstart Your Podcast class. You can find out more by going to jumpstartyourpodcast.com. You will see great testimonials from previous students. You guys, there's so many great shows that have come out of this class. A shout out, you know some of these folks, to Donia Bumgarner of Nurturing Habit. She's been on. I will link up in the show note to her show, her episode. Also, my dear friend, Liz Applegate of Midlife Schmidlife. Also, Dr. Amy of the Egg Whisperer Show, and so many more. All of them are on that site at jumpstartyourpodcast.com. We meet for about eight weeks, so you'll have your show up and running, and it's a great way to meet people, like-minded people who are excited to start a show, and we really go from what your idea might be, even if you don't have it fully formed, to getting you ideas generating a lot of topics that you can talk about, talking about how do you find a guest, how do you record your show, how do you go live, what happens if it seems scary, all of that. So I really hope you will join us for Jumpstart Your Podcast. Go check it out. So this week, let's just dive right into eight great reasons to start a podcast so that you can grow your business. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about me before we get started in case you're new and you just happened upon this episode. So I'm Paula Jenkins. I have been podcasting since September of 2015. So my goodness, I'm almost in my fourth year of this fun. 
I'm deeply inspired by a quote by Henry Nouwen, and it is, joy does not simply happen to us. We must choose joy and keep choosing it every day. I'm a certified life coach, and my background is religious studies. And through kind of a difficult time in my own life, I realized that my circumstances at the time were not acceptable to me. And I feel like at that time in my life, joy came reaching out for me is kind of the way I've started to describe it. And in some ways, it had to do with the, the situation was around the birth of my son. It was a very long labor. And I feel like that moment where I decided I want something more is kind of also the heart of this show. So this is going a little meta on us at the moment. But so that was kind of the birth, if you will, of this show is that moment where somebody is, as Brene Brown might say, face down in the arena. And this is from her book, Rising Strong. What do they do? How do they rise out of that moment? And if they're not able to do it on their own, how can we help them to jumpstart their joy? So that's where this sits. I hope that this show, in some ways, the stories that are shared and the people that come on can help you maybe if you're having a difficult day, or maybe you could share the episodes, past episodes with people that you feel like maybe they just need a little oomph, a little inspiration or an idea of how they can take action. So that's what the show is. When the show launched, it was on New and Noteworthy. It was in what's it was on What's Hot, What's Hot in Personal Journal. It's been Player FM podcast of the day. And a little bit more on my background. I had been blogging for about eight years when I started. I don't think you need to have had a blogging background to be a successful podcaster. I also do have about 20 years of digital marketing and project management experience. I've worked at some of the big agencies in San Francisco. If you're in that world, I have been at AKQA, at DDB, Havas, and also at a smaller agency called Comrade. Hello, friends. So I have a breadth of experience in how to do marketing, not new territory for me. And I think there is some help in there. But again, I don't think that you need all of those things just to be a successful podcaster. What I want you to know before we get started and talking about these eight great reasons that you need to start your own podcast is you are amazing. I want to tell you that one today. And I'm super inspired by Sark's book, if you know, Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy. <laughs> she has a book called Juicy Pens, Thirsty Paper. And while that's a book about writing, I found this quote on page 28 was really meaningful, and I feel like it applies to you as a coach, as a podcaster, as a doctor, as a blogger, and it says, do you know how interesting, powerful, and unusual you are? Most of us don't. We think we are mostly what we do, and that other people have more interesting lives or stories. I've learned that people don't necessarily recognize the importance and value of their own stories. They dismiss the familiar and forget that everyone's stories have power. Writing, we're going to change it to podcast. <laughs> Podcasting can change that. It can show us how incandescent, brave, wise, or human we are. It starts with our first breath. It includes all of your experiences, including what scares you, excites you, and fills you up. You have all these stories packed inside of you, virtual treasure chests, just waiting to be unpacked and explored. I hope that inspires you. That is from Sark. So let's jump into this. So why podcasting and why now? Well, so podcasting as a medium started in 2003. So it's been out there for 15 years, and clearly, it's steadily on the rise. 
It was estimated that back in 2008, about 9% of the population was listening to a podcast. And we are now at over, I think it's 60 million people that probably listen on a weekly basis. That's probably jumped into like the 25 percentile of people listening on a monthly basis. What I love about podcasting as we start to look at it as a medium is that it is highly mobile. If you're listening, I bet you are in your car, you are at home doing something with your hands, or maybe you are gardening, but you are doing something else is my guess at this time. And I know that you are probably listening on your phone or your tablet, or maybe you're listening through Spotify and you are mobile in some other way. Or if you're in your car, please drive safely. You are, you're tapped in in some way. So I value highly because I know that it's a really personal experience because you're taking me or whatever other podcast you're listening to everywhere that you go. You know, this is a medium that allows people to be in a very personal space with somebody else. If you look at the number of people, I think at this point, the number of people who listen to podcasts is roughly the same number of Twitter users, which is kind of an interesting thing. And the delivery networks are growing. So whereas you may have only been able to find things in a few places now, obviously Google has the horse in this race, if you will. Spotify and Pandora are starting to pick up podcasts. And this thing has clearly gone completely mainstream in many ways. The other thing I love about podcasting before we even get to the eight great reasons for you to start one is that there are many independent shows. I would include this one. You know, mine is an independent show. I I produce it. I have an editor, but I coordinate getting it edited. I have a VA that helps me with some of the pieces, but I'm an independent show. I have I don't have a sponsor and I am not owned by an, any sort of a network. My show ranks neck and neck with professionally produced shows weekly, right? It's up there. It's in the same space. And that is exciting. The other really cool thing is that people are listening to up to five podcast shows in a week. So just because, you know, they might have a favorite, there's still room for more in there. If you take a look at podcasting and blogging, which I think there's an interesting comparison there. Podcasting is where blogging was about 10 years ago. So WordPress reports that there are about 50,000 new blogs added daily with a total of about 80 million blogs on WordPress. It's huge. I've, I've heard numbers as high as there's 30 million blogs. Now that seems crazy big to me, but if you think about it, now there are about 60,000 active, total active podcasts in iTunes. So, and these are, I can link up to these stories in the, the show notes so you can get these stats if you want them. But let's be honest, it's a smaller pool. If you're in the podcasting world, it's a smaller pool and it's far easier to get noticed and carve out a space for yourself in podcasting. And the content delivery to major audiences is easier to access. So here we go. Eight great reasons. One, <laughs> it helps you get super clear on your niche. I found that, so when I started my show, I had actually had a blog that was of a separate name. It's called Welcoming Spirit. All the content is on Jumpstart Your Joy. Is now under the jumpstartyourjoy.com site. If you look under blog, those are the old posts. But I found that when I dove in to start talking about what did I want to talk about on a weekly basis and answering the questions of what is your show about? Why are you doing this show? Who are you serving? 
And how does this topic tie in with your business? Once you've dove into those topics really deeply and written them out, I think writing them out is super important, you're going to get really clear on what you want to talk about, how it ties into your business, and it allows you to lay the groundwork for the show. And it goes hand in hand with defining the nature of your show and the topic that you're going to spend a lot of time with. So in marketing speak, any topic that you pick, if you're going to go into podcasting, it needs to be campaignable. That's marketing speak. So that means that it needs to have enough breadth to a topic that you can keep doing new shows. So joy is a great topic. You know, there's other things that are big umbrella type topics. So, you know, we can talk about that more in the class if you take it. It's a great it's a great way to dive into other options if you're looking at what is your niche for your show. But you want to keep things narrow enough that an audience is understanding what container you're using. Why would they listen to your show? They're going to listen to my show because it's about joy and how to jumpstart joy in your life. Maybe they'll listen to your show. You know, midlife, schmidlife's a good example. How do you define the midlife years? So I think that's an interesting thing. And so the first thing is it helps you get really clear on your niche. Number two, you're going to find and or develop an online voice. And for many people, I find, especially those in the class, it depends on who you are, but it's easier to find an ease with this voice when you are literally speaking out loud as opposed to writing. I'm what I would call an external processor. That means I like to talk things out. I'm very much a verbal person. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm fine at writing, but I think my natural state is being verbal. So if you are an external processor and maybe if these things resonate with you, did you enjoy drama? as, you know, dramatic arts, <laughs> not the drama at work. Did you enjoy dramatic arts or improv or any kind of external, like acting? If you, did you involve speaking in the past? In some ways, podcasting's totally easier because when I'm recording this, I can't see you. You know, there's not a lot of the stage fright that maybe you would experience if you were on a live stage. So for myself, finding and developing my online voice, things began to feel a lot more natural, I think around episode 36 in there somewhere. I did three episodes in a single week and that was a lot. But in that, I noticed that I started to speak a little bit differently and it all felt a lot more natural. And I could also feel that I started to display my personality more in a different way once I was comfortable with the medium as well. And then that extended into these solo casts. I actually did not start out my show doing a lot of them. It was mostly an interview show. But solo casts are any, an interesting way to talk about your point of view in a show. So that's it. You, you Number two is that you define and discover your online voice. Three is becoming more confident in your speaking and presenting. To be totally honest, once you've edited yourself a couple of times, you're going to be really aware of your verbal tics and you're going to catch yourself doing them. <laughs> It's a little unnerving maybe at first, but it's funny to note that I hear myself even in work meetings, I slow down and I'm very careful with my word choice. And one of my verbal tics is I'll start a question and then change my mind and change the question. And I do it a lot less now. Pitching and along these same lines of becoming more confident in yourself is that pitching and interviewing VIPs can be totally life-changing and a huge confidence builder. If you go back in my archives, you'll see that I've interviewed I've interviewed a few pretty big name people, Danny Wood of New Kids on the Block, 
Fred LeBlanc of Cowboy Mouth and Allison Arngrim of Little House on the Prairie all stand out as these kind of big names that could be really intimidating. But once you've done just one of those kind of big interviews, it's just really a game changer. I no longer really get nervous about pitching anybody. It's fun. And it's fun to see who says yes. I think you'll also find that if you are in a role like coaching or consulting in any way with your business, you'll notice that you start to become more in tune with how you say things when you're speaking to clients and that you'll become a better active listener, right? Because the interviewing skill set is a little bit different than a coaching skill set. Although I think coaches make great interviewers because much of that skill set is about listening and asking really great questions. It's just a difference in the kinds of questions that you're going to ask. Number four, I mentioned this just a couple minutes ago, but you up your know, like, and trust factor with potential clients. Podcasting, as you probably know, offers a way for potential clients to really get to know you by listening in on conversations and also really starting to understand what you love as just even based on the how you curate guests and who you bring on and kind of the nature of the discussions. There's also something so personal about having somebody hear your voice, you know, while they're driving. I I know personally, I feel like I know some of the people I listen to better than obviously I do, but I feel like there's a connection there and I feel like I know them really well. It's also a great way to offer content that is free. It's nice to give an offering out to someone from a marketing standpoint. And I feel like, well, and podcasting offers meaningful content and it introduces clients to you in a new way. I also think that voice is more intimate than the written word because it's verbal. Number five for me, once I started a podcast and another great reason for you to start one is that marketing stopped being icky. Once my show was live, it gave me weekly inspiration of stories that I was excited and continue to be excited about. And I share them across social media all over the place, right? It also guests it also gives you the bonus of the fact that guests love to share interviews with their followers. It's an easy thing to share. You'll find that guests really love to share episodes on their own social media, and they're often super excited that they were part of your show. And so that is even a further extension of your own marketing net, and it works really well. So by having a show, you're also planning ahead and mapping out guests and content that fit with your topic. And this has been amazing for kind of my content creation and content strategy of my show. I mean, for my blog and my site, because I know I've got a plan on an episode every week, it's got me in this rhythm for the past almost four years, something out every week. You know, it's easier for me to find other things to write about. And the steps of marketing each show feel natural and fairly easy for me to follow through with. And that was a really big one for me. I started the show. I started the show as a means for marketing my coaching practice and it's worked really well. My clients right now have all come from actually having a podcast, which is awesome. The other thing that you see will kick in in the marketing stops being icky field is that once you have shared it someplace, you also get noticed. So something like becoming podcast of the day, that's pretty cool. And it also means that Player FM, you know, broadcasted out my show to their all their followers on Twitter. And, you know, I see that it got 
When that went out, 28 retweets. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Player FM. Number six is that you expand. Number six in the reasons to start a podcast is that it expands your skill set as you interview experts. And this was a little bit unexpected. I didn't even really think of this one when I started out. But if you have an interview show, you're going to be lining up conversations with experts, probably in your field, whatever field you have, and you're going to learn more about the field they represent because you're going to be researching their work and reading maybe if they've got a book out on the topic. You know, I, I highly recommend the book Grief Works by Julia Samuel. It's an amazing book about bereavement. I don't know that I would have gone out and read it on my own. I'm super glad that I got to, and I feel like it gives me a breadth of on a topic that I might talk to a client about in the future. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would have gone there without having had her on the show. It was really amazing. And I've gotten to read How to Stop Feeling Like Shit this year. I would have read The Courage Habit anyway, but there's a bunch of great in-depth reading that's related to my work as a coach, and it's exciting then to get to speak to the author. Oftentimes, if you've already read the book in the, in the situation of The Courage Habit by Kate Swoboda, I would have read that book, and then I got to ask Kate questions, right? That's pretty awesome. And you get to interact with other people on the material. So I've seen even my own take on joy and how I talk about it change quite a bit actually in season three now. I've narrowed it down to the four tenets of joy that I really love talking about the most based highly on the discussions that I have had at, with industry experts, which is so exciting. So you get to expand your skill set as you interview experts. Number seven kind of ties back to that quote that we started earlier on with from Sark, but you have an important message to share with the world. And it's a great reason to start a podcast. So as a service-based business, if you're a business owner or maybe you're a blogger, if you're a coach, if you're a doctor, you're already focused on a mission, is my guess. <laughs> You've discovered your why and you want to share it with the world and you want to make an impact. Podcasting offers you a platform to share this and leave a mark and find other like-minded individuals that also share your point of view. It's interesting because as you start to put your voice out there, you also attract in people that are a match. You know, we could go into the vibrational match of it, kind of a la D Wayne Dwyer or Wayne Dyer, but it's a match for what you're saying and your beliefs and your messaging. And this is also how you start to then grow a tribe. I feel super lucky that I have a really big network of people that listen and that reach out and that talk to me and ask me questions about the show. It's really exciting. The message brings in a tribe and then you continue and further your discussion on whatever your topic is with those people that also want to talk about it. It's really cool. Number eight, the eighth great reason to start a podcast is that you're going to naturally grow your network. In addition to learning with each guest that you have on, you're going to also make these really interesting kinds of connections, professional connections with other experts in your field, whatever your podcast area of focus is. You're going to grow your network in listeners that find you based on these topics that you're covering. You'll grow a network because you're going to get to know other podcasters, either because you're you're like next to them on the chart each week and you start to know them and recognize them or you join a networking group with them or you join the Jumpstart Your Podcast class and meet a bunch of new people that way. 
I've also extended my network and made friends, podcast guests that became friends. Christy Tending is of special note here. And we actually then went on to do a collaboration together. We created a course last year that then also was included in a bundle. So it's just interesting how the network grows and how you strengthen the connections with the people that you meet and then where those things lead you. But it takes that first step if podcasting is of interest to you to say yes and give it a go. So before I sign off today, I want to give you just one last snippet that I cover in Jumpstart Your Podcast. But the real mindset shift that we like to start with really super early on is here's permission for you. I want you to start a podcast and I want you to start it with this in mind, that it's your show and you can do whatever the heck you want with it. That's one of the really exciting things. It's a great medium that's so flexible and malleable. There's so many different ways to make a podcast. There's no one right way. And I want you to embrace that as you go forward and also understand that that's the heart with which I approach the shows that come out of the class. Each person brings in their own idea and their own experience and their own vision. And what we do is we craft it into something that they are proud of that they are excited about, then becomes a beautiful extension of their brand and a wide net that they are casting each week to get to know other people and bring in more clients. So you can find more information and sign up to get on the VIP list at jumpstartyourpodcast.com. If you want to see the show notes for this one, I, there are a couple couple of links that I'll drop in there. It's jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash eight reasons. Next week on the show, I'm super excited to have copywriter Christine Bluba on. She is amazing. We connected over Instagram. Super excited about that. And thank you for the tag. A listener tagged her and I was like, yes, you need to be on the show. So it's funny how the networks work. So excited to have Christine talk about her very inspiring journey of how she got to be a copywriter and kind of the hard times that led to some miraculous events and can't wait to have her on the show. So I hope you will come back next week for that. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. 